You're listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. This episode features audio from a discussion panel that was recorded at DragonCon 2017. Well, you have hopefully joined us to talk about Vikings. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. Um, is everybody up to date on Vikings? Or okay. Through? okay. You're about to be. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, before we get started, I would just like to remind everybody: if you have the app, if you would please go in and, and rate us at some point this weekend. Uh, same for all the tracks. That would be great. Uh, also, this year we're doing charity, so this bucket will be up here all weekend. It is for uh, this year's charity is Special Olympics Georgia. Um, so if you have a moment and some spare change, one of these days, please. Ivar would appreciate it. I know. Before <laughs> we started. Don would appreciate it. Yes, so if you could, please stop by at some point and maybe make a donation. We would appreciate it. Um, so I'm just going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Um, so maybe if we want to start down the other end of the table me? there, Will. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> my name's Will Nix. Everybody just calls me Nix. I um, talk about, I'm a guest lecturer at KSU on top of being an English teacher at Pickens High School in North Georgia. And I talk about everything from pop culture to gender fluidity, all those kind of fun little issues. And I'm just pretty much a panelist that hangs up with Jess all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> There's worse things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm Kitty Chandler. I am an author and bloggist and fiction analyst, analyst and I can't speak apparently. Uh, fiction analyst and data wrangler is what it says on my business card, and I am usually the overprepared one. I actually came with further reading. If anybody's actually interested in historical Vikings, I have Homework. a short list of five books. She brought my job. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Van Allen Plexico. Um, I'm a professor of history and political science at Southwestern Illinois, but I write a bunch of science fiction and pulp action adventure and superheroes and stuff like that. And so here's the two I said were kind of seem like the most appropriate for this panel, Lucian and Baranak, and I'm working on the third volume, which is about a female lead character named Caroline Heart Cold as Ice. Um, and so I'm, I'm very excited. I love, I love Vikings. I fell in love with the show. I binge watched it uh, last year and into this year, and I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, I'm Tara. I am a, I was a history major um, in college, so, you know, there's, I like history, um, <laughs> uh, I, but nowadays I am an author um, and a blogger, and I do some webcasts and podcasts and stuff, and I run a couple conventions of my own, so. Nice. Excellent. Uh, and I'm Jessa Phillips. I also <laughs> blog and podcast all about geeky things. Uh, so I think that's pretty much why we're all here. So, <coughs> season four. All right, let's. We're also oh, supposed to talk yeah. about Ragnar. So yay! <laughs> uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not quite ready to get rid of Ragnar yet. Can we have uh, a moment of silence for Ragnar. Yet? I don't think yeah. I have a choice. <laughs> lift, lift a horn for Ragnar. Yes. Yeah. 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 Pass the elephant. But season four did see him go away and come back again. So how did how did you guys feel about uh, Ragnar's return? Now, we know he had been away for a few years. Um, were you satisfied with how he returned? I <laughs> yeah. Or, or or personally, uh, would I eat dinner with him as a nice person? Yeah, you, I feel like usually they changed. do the time skips really well, but this one was weird. It was also rushed. Yeah. I, mean, I honestly felt like, all right, let's bring him back and let's kill him too. 
Well, we knew that was coming. Right? Yeah. If, you, if you knew the story, you knew he winds up in a spoiler in a pit of snakes. And it's kind of hard to get out of that unless he like really did a lot of anti venom right before he went in there. You know, he's that's it. So you got to figure that from this point on, he's a force ghost. You know, he's Obi Wan Kenobi if he's going to do stuff. And well, that's the time jumping yeah. again. So I mean, this, yeah. yeah. And these kind of sagas, they tend to you know, glorious battle, glorious battle, glorious battle, death. I mean, that that's how that's how it happens. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. And, and also, you know, the story goes. You probably all guys all know this, but that he wasn't even supposed to be on, but barely at the first season. Yeah, he was. He, he, yeah, he they liked yeah. the actor so much they, they, they dragged it out much longer yeah. than it was supposed to. They go. Martin Sheen him. Yeah, honestly, West Wing. West Wing, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we got way more of him than we were supposed to. So we should, I guess, be grateful to. Oh, yeah, how many I'm times? Sorry about that. Oh, sorry. How many times was he near death? I mean, honestly, oh, yeah. I mean, there's like, are we gonna kill him? Wait, we're just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I I expected him to die when he was hanging from the tree. Yep. I mean that 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 right there is your perfect death for this guy. Just open esque, <laughs> boom, done. You have achieved enlightenment and also death. <laughs> It was very, that's kind of, it was like a, almost like a chuckle-worthy moment. Like, you think, I, I guess I, I didn't expect that he was actually going to die, and it it felt maybe a little bit like fan service that mm-hmm. they had him, you know, hanging from a tree. Um, but, uh, you know, then, like, I, I don't know how, how they made it amusing, but they did, you know, um, as much as you can uh, make that, you know, type of situation amusing. But, like, with him, you know, how, how badly he failed at... Uh, you know, doing that. Um, but in the end, I mean, he really did, he really did, you know, choose his own time uh, anyway. So. They also motivated his sons to do what they wanted to, come over there and just end Northumbria. Yeah. Hi, we're taking over everybody. One, one of the issues I have with this show, though, is that with things like the death of Ragnar, it, it, it like, plays very close to history in one way mm-hmm. and then just goes completely and makes stuff up and, and brings decades together and characters that aren't related or related and it just kind of it's like it's half fairly decent historical fiction and half total fantasy and they and they bring the two together so you know you, you don't know are they going to do the history thing here or are they going to do the fantasy thing here and you well, never quite especially sure. with the first season I mean yeah. they, they covered a 900 year period <laughs> oh. in, in one season no kidding and the, the, the Sons of Lothbrook were supposed to be you know a little bit yeah. more spread out and not <laughs> not all they're yeah. actually all three of his sons okay good right okay, but how do you feel about you know this him coming back as this character that really just he decided he didn't want to be king anymore and just gave it all up and even coming back to then just choose his own way did he ever want to be king though really i mean he was a real he was a, yeah. he was a farmer right yeah. I think he wanted maybe he just wanted fame I, I don't think he well maybe he wanted fame i don't think he necessarily wanted to be king i think he wanted the freedom that being king would allow yeah he wanted the freedom yeah. to go off and explore i think he wanted to be his oldest things. his oldest son i mean the one who goes off to explore you know is yeah. going down into yeah. the arabian sea those kind of things yeah and he just got power with it because of his cunning. I mean, one thing you can say about him, he was cunning to the end. Even though it just... He got tired of people over him that could tell him no. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, But there's a difference between avoiding that and actually having to govern on a daily basis. He did not want to govern. No. Which Oslo was a pretty decent queen. Yeah, yeah. She, she was a very good manager of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had, like, she had to have been. They didn't really show... No. Her leading very much, but I mean, Cadigat flourished under her. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really did. I don't like her, but you know. You know, we're all loyalists to the first, you know. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's somebody I think that they really 
did a disservice to, especially the way they handled her character, in the sense that they didn't let her be more independent. It's like, oh, he's come back. I, I want to come back with him too. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Although with her, we got to introduce more of the mythological elements mm -hmm. um, and sort of the idea of godly beings sort of visiting the everyday. Um, so how do you guys feel that they kind of handled that with Oslo? I think they messed the up a little bit. Yeah. And especially with the, the second son, Snake Eye, you know, how he was supposed to be touched and was going to do these great things. and. Not no, more. no, yeah, not <laughs> <laughs> I, th I thought that message. I, I didn't like that. This, this, this profound. Wait, Sigurd snake in the eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be uh, go on to do all these great things. It was prophesized, and she was seeing these visions, and then <laughs> little brother <laughs> dead. I don't know. I, I think as far as the the legendary aspects and also the mag magical realism, I like that they're doing it even handedly. That they're giving the Christians as much mystical vision quest right. thing as as well as the vikings or you know they're the stars of the show they are the title characters and it would be reasonable to focus on them but they're also giving equal uh time as much as the plot allows to other other faiths and other um, cultures i love the conflict with loki throughout the whole show with right. the concept of christianity invading yeah. and then how he handled it and then how i'm really interested in how it's going to take place in this in the future now that they've moved on to I don't know how many years they're fast forwarding but it's a good it, bit. It made a good yeah. dynamic where you had one of the main characters that was very open to Christianity and was willing to consider other ideas and the other one's just like hell no kill these people and yet they're just like brothers and yeah. so it so made close. a very it's a very good character dynamic absolutely. I was going to say the, the question just was asking about bringing in mythology and bringing in the sort of fantasy elements the thing about that is it's always tricky when you do these ancient stories it's the same thing with like Troy uh, the movie Troy, you, you kind of either have to have, you either have to just say we're going to have the gods involved, and or not. they're here, or they're not at all. Right. And you know, with Troy, they just totally cut them out yeah. of the Iliad. Yeah. Yeah. But, just, uh, but with this, started. with this, they kind of do a little mixture. I think you know they kind of have. You go a while and you don't have anything like that, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, was that was that was that a god? What was it? You know, what was going on there? So it's interesting how they had to balance that. It's also the you know the, the the corruption redemption story you have with the priest. And how they handled that, and then it, it, I liked how they ended up handling it, being that he—that was his biggest regret. This is what's happened. And even Floki comes around. It's like I don't know if I really should have done that. I mean, yeah. yeah so, well, I, I think it's only difficult to balance those elements if you come from a culture that favors one or the other. I mean, there's a long tradition of magical realism in most Central and South American cultures. So, yeah, I mean, you you could tell a story that has gods in it as a as an influencing but not main starring role very easily and magical realism just isn't something I see a lot of in most American Canadian films and television shows and I'm actually I'm really enjoying that Vikings is managing to do it in a visual medium very very well. When it adds that whole other character layer to, to multiple characters, I mean, you mentioned King Eckbert as well, um, and Floki all having to come to grips with, like, what is it that I truly believe, and how do I then come to grips with that and sort of live with that in, in my own culture? Um, how do you get other people to say, well, what I believe, that's what I believe, but I still believe in all of our core values, um, even though... That's not something I thought was really interesting, how they treated, treated Robin, his brother, uh, his brother throughout this. <laughs> yeah, 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 thank you. I'm blanking on names today. But 
with the whole Duke of Normandy legend and mm-hmm. letting that stay in yeah. and showing the Viking influence not only through Great Britain and Scandinavia but also in France <laughs> and the leading it to Charlemagne. I mean, really, this is it's leading to that area. So it does feel like um, I, I, I like what they did with Rollo, but at the same time, it was kind of like, how many times is he going to <laughs> screw over his brother? Like, like at this time. point, like at this point, it's it's you know a moot point, but um, well, you now know, he has a wife to screw yeah, over too, so yeah. he kind of bounces back and forth. Yeah. Although I do, I do like um, that they brought that sort of like legend in uh, with with Rollo and Gisla. Obviously, it's quite different from the right. the quote unquote facts that we know from history um you know and legends but it's still i like that they did that um i guess like to me it seems like this at this point i don't feel like rollo uh did what he did to screw ragnar over again i think he actually like i mean you saw that moment that he and gisla had you know and it's like all right he's now he's just doing this for a chick but that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna be again. I'll be right back, babe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like he's a lot more comfortable where he is now. When in Viking society, he was he was kind of there, but not quite. When he was with Siggy, and and now he seems a lot more comfortable and confident where he is. And he's like, okay, yep, this is where I'm. The problem is, is that he, where he is is also part Viking. And given the opportunity, he's gonna go be a Viking too, and then expect to come back and everything's okay. And the rest of his family isn't quite so comfortable with Rollo the Viking. And, uh, bye. Yeah. I, what I really find interesting is if the time jump is, what I think it's going to be, is it going to lead to Rollo's descendants being the Battle of Hastings? You know what I mean? That kind of, that, that invasion, because you have... Dang. The, yeah, you see what I'm saying? I mean, because that's really, that's the area. That's another 150... Yeah, then... then They've been jumping, though. Yeah, well, yeah. Knows, but. Dang, I mean, because look, I mean, look at where they they left us with. I mean, the last few scenes. What's his name from? <laughs> well, you still got the great yeah. heathen army with with Ivar. And by the way, I think Ivar is really fascinating. I I feel like this is a question I have for you guys. I feel like Ivar is. There's two things. One is historically, of course, he has to lead the great heathen army and the whole boneless thing we can talk about. And 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 two, I feel like the writers of the show really like him. I'm not sure. The audience wanted him to take over and be the yeah. main yeah. character, especially the way they portray him, because he's very petulant and kind of annoying at times. He's an interesting character. Also cruel. I mean, yeah, yeah. Cruel. So he's I'm very angry yeah. all the time. Yeah, though you can kind of understand why. But and by the way, I just mentioned it because you know the the, the, the the deal is that Ivar the Boneless led the great heathen yeah. army, but we don't know why he was called that. So the writers just made up the whole thing of his disability, his legs. That's completely whole cloth from the writers there's some speculation that that was just a nickname kind of like jimmy the nose the gangster or something doesn't actually have a giant nose he's just that's just what they call him you know it could be that he was just something happened somewhere in his life so we don't know if he was you know if he, he right. certainly didn't have all this high technology that floki no and also him. i mean one thing they also did something with him he was he was also cunning yeah so oh the, he was a great leader for sure le- yeah the level of cunning he did to beat the armies of yeah. uh, was amazing the whole just wearing them out I thought that was one way of showing that this character may not be physically suited to lead, but militarily can handle the situation. And understanding terrain. I thought oh, that was man. interesting because that's mm-hmm. the way the Greeks fought, right? Yes. That's the way the Arabs fought back in the caliphate. And, and here and all of a sudden... Rums. Yeah, and all of a sudden... And the Vikings never worried about it. The Vikings Ooh. didn't care. They didn't care about the playing field. They just brought their swords and their axes and, and they'll fight you in the parking lot, yeah. as well, they say. You well, know? that goes with that goes with this, the theory yeah. that the writers of the show have built that he's in a chariot. Because if you're in a chariot, if you're in wheels, 
a big clunky thing. You have to worry about the terrain. You have to yeah, know where you can go, what you can see, um, you know, wh whether you can get from place A to place B quickly. This is something he's going to have to think about. So it, it would make sense that he would figure this out. And especially with, with his drive and his anger, it would make sense that he would figure out how best to use this to his own ends. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really am curious, like you're saying, about what the heathen army, mm -hmm. what, are, what are they going to do with that? Because that's a big player that's about to come in to, I mean, getting down into the invasion into lower land, you know, lower, lower Great Britain. I mean, it just gets into a lot of stuff. Do they skip some of that, say it happened? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can't tell from, from the time jump they gave us at the end. I mean, they certainly haven't been skimping on the battles the past, no. like, th this past season. Like, it's come a long way from the earlier seasons where their, like, battles were, like, 50 people on a giant empty field <laughs> yeah. clashing swords. Um, like a marble quarry yeah. or something in there. Out there yeah. yeah. Honestly, with uh, um, the, the oldest uh, travels, I was waiting for a you know, 13th warrior moment. I was going to slip this story in there, too, because I, it seemed to be heading that way. Like, we're going to add this element as well. So. I think they will, because that's such a predictable place to go. Well, I mean, you know, riding is riding, and sometimes predictable is easy. I just felt like they, they were heading in that direction. Not yeah, that's the, that's the Vikings that went east and became the Varangians, and yep. they're a separate group. But they're, yeah, but it would be interesting to kind of... Tie those legends in. Yeah, yeah, tie it all together. One Beowulf, yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, Bjorn will go all the way to Russia and yep. start that <laughs> I mean, all. you never know. I mean, it, I, I like how they handle showing how the Viking influence is spread, not in just into that, what we see and what we think, but how it went like, into Russia and going in mm -hmm. to, in, into the Arab Peninsula, the Iberian Peninsula, into the Franks. That, that this influence is bigger than what we give it credit for. Yeah, the very beginning of the series, that was the, the whole thing was that they wanted to go east, and Ragnar was like, let's go west. Let's go west. And they're like, no, no, we want to keep going east because Russia's right there, man. They're wide open. It's easy. Yeah, it's easy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Russia's easy. Russia's, exactly. Well, well, for Vikings, apparently. For Vikings, when there was no yeah. Russia, Russia was easy. <laughs> yes. well, they're, more, they're also more suited to the, to the terrain. No, I, but like you were saying, if, if they're going to go 13th Warrior with it, they've already introduced uh, the spread of Islam uh -huh. and the Muslim mm -hmm. culture. So here you go. A lot of the accounts that we have of the Vikings come from... Uh, Muslim scholars. Exactly. So uh, it wouldn't be hard. I, I, I want to see a Muslim scholar show up and just start writing start everything writing down. down. <laughs> they didn't have a written language. They didn't have a written tradition no. and you, oral you, history. You can draw words. You can draw words. <laughs> yes. I've yeah, I've already all over that. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, it's interesting to see how how much more Floki plays a part in advising with with uh, boneless because honestly, that that's something that influence you can see is that. You, I, you have your father's cunning, but you're going to have my distaste for anything not Viking. Yeah, it's interesting. Ivar is more the way Floki would have wanted Ragnar to be. Exactly. So that's cool. That's a good point. I yeah, he, it, yeah, he really is. He really is Floki's son. Except and now Floki is mellowed some. Uh, age can do that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Look at everything. Okay, Floki loses. Everything. I mean, yeah. I, it was that to me was some of the most traumatic. I mean, with, with the loss of his wife, the loss of the child, then the loss of the, the well, the, the adopted daughters killing the wife. You know, I mean, it was herself. I well, didn't, I didn't think he would be that upset so much about the manner in which Helga died because he seemed to understand this kid is not assimilating. She she doesn't want to be here. Yeah. But he didn't know how to help Helga any other way. Well, I think I think it hits him more because yeah. Helga kind of was his rock. It was yeah. kind of holding him back from doing a lot of the stuff. But he, yeah. I mean, she went, she went along with his he torture. Lost Ragnar. I mean, she bought him his she bought him his eyeliner. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
it's better, pretty waterproof too. Because I mean, yeah. the guys on the water all the time and they just make run. A... I mean, I'm jealous. I, I, I never knew that eyeliner could be so menacing until Floki came along. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Well, and do you think that we'll continue to kind of, because we've seen that the brothers are going to split up. I mean, I don't know how you stay together after uh, that finale. Right? Yeah. So do you think we'll continue to see both sides of that? Like Ivar going off with, with the great you know, raiding horde and then Bjorn still continuing okay. his exploration? Who historically is that character supposed to be at the end? One that's from the Stuart, from the, from the Tudors. He, um, oh, he's, he's um, the, the, the bishop oh, or whatever. The bishop. The bishop, it's, it's, no. it's basically sort of like a. It, it is a. It is like a oh. thing that existed in history. It's like a militant, uh, yeah, you know, branch of yeah. of the. So, so he's, as far as I know, he's like an amalgamation of, of like actual people who existed. Okay, yeah. Because honestly, what I was seeing here is that you're getting ready for that great Christian war, I mean, which like mm. with the battle of and they lose, <laughs> which is. They're gonna lose, yeah. I'm not sad about that. (laughs) Well, I know you said, um, like, picking sides. I'm just more of you know observation. Yeah, Yeah. I know you said that, like, you mentioned Ivar being like kind of petulant and everything. Like, he gets on my last nerve. But um, one of the things that um, that I found out was that uh, they, the actor, was told, you know whatever you know the brittle bone disease it's super painful mm. so like even though he doesn't ever complain about it constant he's in pain. constant pain so like mm. that's and that's part of you know the the drive behind the actors like choices for the character like that you know he's just in constant pain so that's why he's so angry all the time um but yeah like him killing his brother was a little bit much um, i just thought it didn't fit with what was going on with the show especially after the big build-up for him and he's going to be this great and then also he's dead and it was simple too. It was like, and right, look, Would, look he has such a interesting character journey in this season, um, from from wanting so badly to have a relationship with Ragnar, but then also wanting to prove himself to himself and everyone else in the world to then just kind of not caring well, also at playing, all. Yeah. The fact that they played up his impotence so mm. much. I mean, every time we turned around, that was being thrown at him. Yeah, he. Yeah, he, that was being thrown out. Just there. one more way to attack him and right. rile him up. Yeah, I, mean, I, I him, just sure. thought that was like, all right, how many more plot points do we get to make this guy a bad guy? You're gonna be the mm-hmm. bad guy. We're gonna label you a bad guy. So we're gonna make you impotent. But yet he's kind of the protagonist at the same time. Exactly. It's, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, because yeah. there's not really a good guy on there right now. Well, I would say the oldest son. Yeah, but he's yeah. gone. Yeah. I mean, he's not, yeah, for the no. most part, yeah. He's, Jorn, but he's the, he's the, I don't he's think the there ever really was a good guy though. Yeah, Vikings. They're all. Yeah. They're all, I you don't know, know Ragnar was sympathetic, though. He was, he, was a, noble. he was noble, yeah. And then he'd do something crazy, and you're like, oh, man. <laughs> I feel bad about this. <laughs> Vikings, yeah. I feel bad about this. Yeah. That's what? true. Was that? Yeah, Lagatha. Yes. Lagatha, yeah. Yeah, she really was. Yeah. And then, well, I mean... Well, and then she killed Oslog. Which was, I mean, yeah. on the one hand, so <laughs> she had it coming. <laughs> well, she had it coming, but you why did she stole my husband for like twenty years to kill Yeah, I. And proper work. If you're going to take vengeance, no, she had opportunity. She had plenty of opportunity. If you're going to take vengeance, take vengeance. Don't wait twenty but years. But she's then, smart. Okay, yeah, you're prosperous the, and, and yeah, queen, I'm and do I'm going to kill you and potentially throw Katika into chaos, depriving of a powerful queen because I'm bitter. Well, she broke the broke her word and broke the deal, too, which is kind of disappointing because you want to think she's more honorable and wouldn't do that. And she's like, oh, yeah, you do this and that, we'll let you live. And then she... You know. I think after the death of her, you know, when she kills her husband and all that, I mean, she, you start seeing a slide. And I'm not saying she's bad or anything like that. It's just like, 
all right, I've done this. Now I can do this. She's this, getting this. more ruthless. Yeah, she is getting ruthless. It's like that term, ruthlessness, yeah. which is fine. I mean, you see that. But there's kids. always still an honor to it. I mean, she's still, Ocelot's still got a Viking's funeral. Yeah. So, I mean, she still gets to go out with some honor. Well, I mean, and even when, when Lagatha killed, um, Call like she told him she was gonna kill him. Oh, yeah. Like she, she, she's, she's not. She did not do anything. You know. Right. I warned you. We can get married. Whatever. But I'm gonna kill you one day. Yeah. That. <laughs> well, and talk about uh, you know being a believer to the point where yes, now she's carrying Kalf's child, but having that that stone hard belief that it doesn't matter what she does, she's still gonna lose the child because the seer told her she would have no more children. But then to keep on going, I don't know. I still enjoy Lagertha. She is, she is oh, my I favorite character. Oh, I love Lagertha. And that touches on, again, the whole idea of fantasy versus reality because in real life, if a seer told, told you something, it doesn't you right. flash. It doesn't really mean anything, okay? <laughs> Whereas on that show, it, does. it could be, yeah, it's prophecy. And then, but then they started messing with that. Again, going back to my point about the second son, I mean, mm -hmm. he, he was supposed to be this great thing if, but since he didn't wait. I, I don't know. It got, it got confusing. When even the seer says, you know, <laughs> whether it's a vision that, that Ragnar's having or not, you know, that maybe I could have been wrong. Like, no, no, you don't just throw that out there. <laughs> like, here's a whole culture that, that's based on such hardcore belief and then yeah. to throw in that uncertainty. And that goes with Rolo because, I mean, he's told. That's one of the reasons he leaves. It's like, you, you have no future here. You're going to have to go south and, and, and make a name for yourself. And, and by the way, you will be the father of kings. And it, it, it was very... It has some parallels to some, you know, some Christian lore there. So, well, I was thinking two self-fulfilling prophecies. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you think it, you keep acting on it. And he did. I mean, and, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, even with even with Lagertha, like you said, she she just does whatever she does because she knows, you know, she knows she's not going to have another kid. Um, but like, she's hauling boats through the woods you know at how I mean she was pregnant enough that she was showing a little bit and she's doing that like that sort of physical labor uh, yeah especially you know in these times when they don't have you know any like real like no medicine yeah so so yeah she she like that is really we would never know whether or not she could actually have kids because she's never going to try to take care of herself anyway. Well, I personally still love the bear fight. I mean, you know, <laughs> you can yeah. do that any day now. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm going to go kill this bear. <laughs> well, but that's... Bjorn has his own sort of moment of self-discovery in that... Um, how, how do you guys feel about that? Do you feel that he has really kind of come into his own? Did he maybe even need that journey? <laughs> I think he needed to get out from under Ragnar for a while. I mean, he really did need to be his own man because I think he assumed he was next in charge and then he just didn't want that. There was something else he wanted to himself. And then when the Berserker is sent upon him, by the way, which was an awesome fight scene, uh, <laughs> talking about some good choreography and how they handled that. And I was proud of the boy. <laughs> good job. Thank you. Well, like you guys said, they turned the magic out of the Berserker. Yes. There's a lot of mysticism. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's up it's, there. It, yeah, because I, I mean, it, they make it look. They very much make it look like she is Brilliant. on her way out. But there's nothing. I mean, I also haven't seen or read anything about whether or not she's definitely dead. I'm sure there's stuff out there. I haven't gone looking for it. Um, but yeah, no, she, she did. She's become such a Torvi has become such a different character from like when we first met her way back in season, season four was for her <laughs> season two or something. I, I can't remember when she first appeared, but you know when she was um, Jarl Borg's wife, and and then kind of this you know meek wife of uh, what's his name, the son, the jerk kid. I don't know, Erlander. Erlander. Oh, Erlander yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, so when she was married to them, she was just this kind of like side character, and then you know they could have kind of pushed her off to the side with Bjorn too but they didn't which is like as soon like she she left Erlander to be with Bjorn and they could have just made her his love interest but they didn't you know they they gave her her own story they gave her that that fight with whether or not she was going to have to kill Bjorn you know to save her child and and you know then she is a shield maiden you know for Lagertha and helping Lagertha plot to take over Cadigan and everything that was she's had one of the best uh arcs the past like season or so okay did it feel like to you though this i mean i know it wasn't but it felt like the series was coming to an end with the build-up to ragnar's death that they, they may end it after this one i felt like ivar was coming i mean that's the big yeah. that's the big thing there i mean i, I agree I'm just wondering yeah. how much further they're going to go with that that's my that was my point is like yeah. is because he really i mean a lot and a lot of times he carries the show ragnar carried that show he really i mean the, the mm-hmm. writing may not be perfect and every once in a while that character would step up and do something and you're just like yeah okay Go. In, 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 I love the comparisons with Game of Thrones when they would make those comparisons. Going, all right, fantasy versus he's killing people. Okay, right. <laughs> he, he's doing it all the time. And so I, I found that intriguing. Well, even our housemate has decided she she can't even finish season four. She's like, no, I know what happens. I'm not ready for for Vikings without Ragnar. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I get it. I think, I think Ragnar carried the show right up until about mid season four. I guess at the midpoint. When it became more of an ensemble show and they were setting up yeah because i think they really did kind of back burner him quite a bit and and make him considerably more subdued as he was having his crises of faith and becoming basically an atheist viking mm-hmm. as far as i can tell when he grew out the beard is when he started getting different I yeah <laughs> that's when he became more of a it always happened right? yeah that's when he became more of just like almost a mystical character in a way than a lead action hero, you know, or, or yeah, he whatever wasn't the you want to call him. Anything else. I mean, right. I mean, he, he really does sacrifice, he almost gets sacrificial with his, I, I'm going to do this so that way it inspires my sons to come and do the things. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way he sends back his son to go, all right, go tell your brothers what happened, was a, by the way, we're going to win this now because they're going to be so mad and everybody's going to come <laughs> in because Floki comes back and goes, what do you mean? Wait, they killed Ragnar? What are they holding him? That reminds me, I want to ask you guys about the, the non-Viking characters. We haven't really talked about them. I thought um, our king, not Aelus, but Aelus, but Ekbert. Yeah, he has a, been a fascinating character all the way through it. I kind of hated losing him, too. I, yeah. That was the other thing, is losing the he's, strong antagonist. I mean, he's been very multifaceted. I mean, mm-hmm. I like a character that you never quite know what they're doing, and they kind of change from episode first, to episode. At first, he came across as almost Romanish. Well, he wanted to be. Yeah. Well, I know he wanted to be. I mean, he comes across that, though. It's, it's really that, but he, that slow evolution into the, what do you call the stereotypical Christian king, where yeah. he's, you know... Everything's about preserving the faith, and that's how he was. He was never like that at the beginning. Right. 
I think they're setting up Judith to be the next antagonist because she's certainly developing a, she a very strong, opinionated personality, and she's going to be molding her son now right. to be the next. Who's another important whichever. historical character? Yes, he's yeah. another one that, That's like not, Ivar, he's um, another one that we know is coming. His last Kingdom is dealing with that. Yeah. that right yeah. now. Yeah. So maybe I don't he's, know. And it's funny, he's Alfred, which in Saxon means friend of the elves. Yep. So he's tied in. Maybe we'll get some elves. <laughs> Never can rule anything out. Honestly, yeah, that was the show. If elves showed up in Vikings. Elves. <laughs> Odin showed up and just sort of started wandering around. Yeah, why not? Yeah. That was, that was not one of the stranger elements when they did that with the whole mysterious guy keep wandering into the village. It was a great way of handling, like you said, the magical realism of the show without overstepping going, by the way, this is Odin. Yeah, you know, big it, flashing sign. They never yeah. actually <laughs> said it. He's just, okay, here's a show about Vikings. Here's a guy with one eye, yep. and here's a bunch of ravens. Oh, yep. Which actually, Sleeping with everybody. Everybody. Uh, yeah. Which actually My, makes yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. That makes me. Uh, this this actually is a question that's been uh, on my mind the last several days as I finished up the season. Has anybody seen this show without a backing in Vikings and Norse mythology? Because I feel like you would miss a lot if mm-hmm. you if you didn't have that backing. But I have no idea how prevalent it is. Maybe some people go back and watch it over again now and get another. Another There's layers to this yes. show. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we sort of touched on a, a little bit of the non-Viking characters. Is there anybody that wanted to focus on any of those characters? Does anybody have any strong feelings about? I cried when the priest died. Yeah, we're asking you guys, too. <laughs> yes. If you have questions or <laughs> have something. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a little odd that Egbert committed suicide. I agree. I, I as a Christian, and especially did you in, feel? in his transformation, that he decides that <laughs> he went he went off the rails totally. He went he went walk on the beach. Yep. Actually, I think that was in response to Ragnar's death. Yeah. I think he felt like he'd been leaning up against this wall so long, and, and then Ragnar just was like, "Okay, bye. I'm out, I'm out of here." And he's like, bah, bah, bah. "Oh, fine. Oh, slippers." And. I think there was. A, I think there was. A, I like the arc there. I think there was a whole build-up because they have a conversation about, well, your custom of doing this is silly. Well, your custom of doing this is silly. Well, yes, it is. And they and they do. They had a good their mini comparative but Their mutual religion. love for the same man was yeah. fascinating. It really was. I mean, really, they, for two different reasons, they love this guy, and to the point of which he gives his daughter-in-law to him to father. I mean, really, I mean, it's, just, it's like, yeah, go do this, have some fun. Um, and Ragnar at the same time is going come back to the fold and, and be and be Christian to us. I mean, really, it's it's this real weird balance that you know, Ragnar couldn't pull off and Egbert couldn't either. And, it, they, and I think that his death is what really brings that culminating in is the fact that <laughs> that was our faith. You've killed our faith in killing that character. So. One that they both sort of have to come to grips with the idea that while we both had that mutual love for him, he, he in the end had to make his own choice. And while, yes, he did choose Ragnar for a bit, in the end, he, he chooses his Christian gods. Yeah, he, cho- he, cho- he, he took the best of both worlds in that sense. He chose yeah. his Christian gods, but he chose Ragnar yeah, over Ragnar. Exactly. And so, I mean, this so they both get to win. <laughs> Floki, I think, had an interesting arc in his whole oh, Viking fundamentalism. Because you start off and <laughs> Christians, Christians are evil, Christians are evil, Christians are evil. 
And then he's protecting the Muslim worshippers, and he's looking around at this, he says, I have no idea what's going on here, but I can see the strength of their faith. I can see that this is sacred We're not going to do this. We're not killing anyone yes. here. When did Which anybody is, else feel like that that whole turn for him was a little heavy-handed? Just that here we go from just you know maybe I think it's an episode maybe episode and a half before he's talking about how lost he is with Helga, and then next thing we know, he's, okay, he's sort of found something. He's not sure what it is, but he's going to stare at a wall um, in in the mosque. I think it with, with his travels with Norn, what leads that to him is that he realizes the one mistake he made was betraying Ragnar. Is that that betrayal? It, it destroyed him, even though he was dead set on it. I mean, I'm gonna kill that priest. I'm gonna end the Christian movement and with my Viking people. I just betrayed the one man I've had faith in. I mean, from the first episode of the show, mm -hmm. what Ragnar said, Floki did, and you know, I mean, and that was it. And once that was gone, I don't know. Speaking of the first episode of the show, though, Floki said he will be, he will grow up to be like you, and you will hate him for it. Mm hmm. And I, I, I wonder how much that was supposed to come into play. It didn't seem like it did, mm -hmm. but I feel like it almost was supposed to. There was supposed to be a greater conflict between conflict the father and son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they and they went off in, in favor of other conflicts. Instead. I think it's because, like he said, they plan on keeping. They plan, you know, at first you're not keeping Ragnar around, and then he's so popular you got to keep him. Yeah. That if they'd have done it, Bjorn would have taken over. You'd have seen that time jump. Sure. He's king. But instead, they're like, okay, we can't quite do that yet, so we need to do something to extend that plot line. Because he really is his father's son. I mean, they are too much alike. Yeah. Well, but the, I mean, the difference, at least up till now, is that Bjorn is still, um, he's, he's still raiding and, and, and traveling, whereas Ragnar, you know, gave all that up a lot sooner than he really wanted to, you know, right. because he had to, he was, he was the, became the leader. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I don't really think he ever like meant for that to happen or wanted that to happen. Um, like, I, I mean, in the end, especially when Floki is building the boats for Bjorn and everything, it, I feel like there was definitely a lot of like jealousy, uh, from Ragnar's part, like not, Obviously, he still loved his son and everything, but you know he Bjorn was doing and is still doing what Ragnar really always wanted to do, but instead he got stuck ruling. So, does anybody have any opinions as far as who do you want to see become, I guess, king of the Vikings now? I mean, well, is there anybody on Team Ivar? <laughs> that, I don't think we have a choice. I mean, I think yeah. he is. I mean, at least for a while. Yeah. At least for a season. I mean, I really am wondering, again, uh, this shift that they're heading to, what the time skip's going to be, how much we're going to see what's going on anymore. Because that's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be major. Well, we could get a lot of Bjorn down in the Mediterranean, too. We really could. Because there's mean, stuff he's doing down there. That's what, I, I think this, the tone of the show is going to change so much, because how do you split this time up? Well, they already had so many plot lines and characters. It's really a complex show in terms of A plot, B plot, C right. plot. Dude, there's a yeah. bunch of plots going on. It's hard to keep track of it all. And it so, wasn't, though, at the beginning, though. The first no, couple of seasons no. are very simple. Yeah, straightforward. Straightforward, and then you get to season three, and it's, all right, and everybody's Rolo's, <laughs> Rolo's departure you really yeah. get into. Yeah, you get the okay, France stuff. scattered to the four corners of the... Yeah. But, you, uh, they, but again, what they do in season four, you know, four is they bring back Ragnar to kind of tie that back together. Here are all these plot lines. Mm -hmm. yeah. You don't have a character to do that anymore. I don't think you do. I mean... It's, Not really. You could make an argument for Bjorn or Lagatha, because they're... Yeah. Some of yeah. the only ones who have, thing you have, yeah. have have a driving force. I mean, there's Floki's been the, from the beginning, but he doesn't really have a driving force. He no. follows whoever. 
So you'd have to make it either Lagatha or Bjorn. I think so. I, mean, I agree with you. I'm just I'm gonna find it interesting how they handle that this upcoming season. Um, I'd say Lagatha. She's already in her own. She's the only one that can command the, uh, the the respect of the incumbent families of the village. Yeah. So, yeah. Bjorn would be would be the same way as Ragnar. I'd just get really bored with it. <laughs> I don't I don't see Bjorn staying in Kattegat. No. No. Um, he was already leaving, right? No, he was. Well, yeah, well, for a couple of seasons now, honestly, I didn't expect him to go south I, or, or east. I expected him to go west. Yep. To Greenland, Iceland. And yeah. I thought, I thought that's where they were leading, you know, and, and I was not disappointed, but I was like. He still might. He still. I mean, I'm wondering. Because they, they, they kept dropping the Eric name every once in a while. They'd have yeah. a different character named yeah. Eric. I'm like, all right, all right, that's what they're. Nope. No. no <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they killed. Wait, we just killed Eric. That's not him. Wrong Eric. He's not married to the princess yet. Um, no, he married the Jarl's wife. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so technically, depending. depending how you want to look at that. Yeah. So. yeah. I think they're going to make him fall in love with somebody in the Middle East. Because really he, he, he seems uncomfortable. Bjorn seems uncomfortable by love. But I think when he maybe hits like the shores of a, of a Middle Eastern country or something, he's Find somebody there. captivated. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering if you're going to see any conflict between Rolo and what's going on there and that, that heathen army because Rolo's kind of now, you know, the defenders of the faith in, in, a, in a weird sense. In a weird, yeah. It, 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 so but it's, it's really getting into that. Yeah. I'll tell you, the unsung character for the, the not the really character, but the theme, the unsung hero for me this season and the last few seasons as the show progressed is all the engineering that they focus on. Yes. Uh, things like, and I'm, I'm, I'm an engineer, so I kind of grab Getting the boats that, across the, yes. Moving the boats across the land, <coughs> the siege engines when they yes. Frankia. That was 500 years before the Ottoman Turks did it at yeah, Constantinople. I, I that's pretty cool. I was watching all that, and I was just, and, and you know, that's, I think that's where a lot of the conflict that Loki has, you know, with his, with his faith and his intelligence. I think they kind of, he is conflicted. He's yeah. conflicted because yeah. you know he, he he's a sci he's a science guy. You know he, he builds things you know with his hands and his mind and, and you know to kind of. But then he goes. He says it's all faith based inspiration. You know. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, take it, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, Loki was a ship builder. So yeah. yeah. And that's when I kind of yelled at the screen. No gods ever built a boat. You have so. <laughs> your hands, man. Yeah, I really like that the whole moving the ships thing. That was just fascinating. It was that, amazing. The siege barge that they had when they fought with Rollo. That was like, I've never seen a water battle like that. It's like even the yeah. French can like, win a battle if they got crossbows. <laughs> if you don't have anti-crossbow technology, even yeah. the French can kick your butt. That was, that was absolutely amazing. I, was, I had to rewind it, watch it. We can't float the boats down this river. Fine, we'll carry the boats. We'll lift them up the cliff, and we'll take you up piece by piece. Yeah, we'll float them down this other river. No, if I'm not mistaken. That was done several times. Oh, it is. Yeah, I'm reasonably sure it was. Yeah. <coughs> and anytime anybody wants boats built, Loki's just like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then they cut to a scene. You see all these boats floating. Yeah. Down, like, what the I'm just wondering if they get into. You know, yeah, that's just him and Helga. I think he must be who they're using on Game of Thrones too. Yeah, <laughs> just cranking not, them out. They got they a factory. They've not got. I mean, there's some Viking influence. I mean, there's some battles coming up. That, 
I mean, the Shetlands are still technically Viking territory. Yeah. I mean, they, they they were trying to get independence from Scotland just this past five years because of they don't they don't think themselves as Scots. They're Vikings. I mean, they they really do look at them <coughs> themselves that way. Okay, so we don't want Eric. We want Leaf. Yes, we do. We want <laughs> when we didn't really talk about uh, King Harold, do do we think that 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 whole line in Cadigat is is going to continue? in this next season where Lagatha's really just going to have to work as hard as she can to defend the city. Didn't they end that line? Well, possibly, because uh, Harold's brother's going to go off with Bjorn, but then we still have King Harold himself. Yeah, he's there. I mean, it's... <laughs> I guess it's just whether or not he's going to keep trying to take over... Uh, There's no woman to impress anymore. Yeah, but he's yeah. He's also still not king of Norway. No. Yeah. Still not king. And and also this like I feel so like random. yeah his his it's a very weird. It, that's oh, one of the one of my Harold, least favorite. Yeah, that's I did one not of the, like that plot line at all. No, it's one of my least favorite parts of the show from last season. Um, mostly because like he's constantly saying you know he wants to be you know bigger than he is and everything, and then um, you know it's all for this woman. Well, then she shows up and she's married to somebody else. Okay, well he kills her husband. Um, but like, it, it, but then he still like he. He he takes this you know bastard kid that he's just met, um, you know, and says, yeah, yeah, take Cadigat for me. Like it's just very. It was it was All very much like whether maybe it was a test to see like how hard it would be. You know, like oh well, if he if he if he is able to take over, great. But if he's not, it'll at least show us some of their weaknesses. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like part of me is like, do I want them to? continue with that or do I want them to just forget about that whole plot line I'm really torn about it <laughs> I just can't the get king past of Norway I would be all I, for just I'm saying, I just can't get past I want to be king of Norway it's so random I mean I know it's up there but it's like if I said you know I really want to be king of South Africa you know I really want to be king of South Korea I mean it's just it's such an odd he keeps saying it too like it's, yeah, like yeah. it's, like it's this thing you know I, we've had it before I'm going to be that now yeah it's no, just it's, odd yeah but anyway I guess it's just because in history he was king of Norway. Yes. But before that, was there a Norway specifically for him to say, right. I want to be king of that one day? I, I, I right. think historically, it wasn't yeah. he unites Norway. Yeah, so, what, so what is this Norway, Norway you're speaking of? Yeah. I don't know. I want to be king of the western coast of where Sweden is. Yeah. But just the coast part, where the fjords are. I don't care about the rest. Just the coast part. That's what I want. I, I, I'm really I'm hoping with the way that the show ended that they're heading more toward those inland battles with Britain you're looking at you know the invasion of Scotland you're looking at all mm, that that's it, it, the pics are there and they're not they're not happy they're blue they got no pants and, and they're pissed and, 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 exactly so popped up on wood yes <laughs> but again I mean I recently traveled to Scotland those influences are still there I mean you can still see it and it's a great time in history to, to see some of this being brought to life. Well, the the great heathen army more or less wins, right? It's just one more layer of, of Britain yes. until you get the Norman Conquest. And which is funny because if it wasn't for the heathen army, the Norman Conquest doesn't work because British the Saxons split their forces. Yeah. Because you got is it is it Alfred in the north and then or is Os, is it uh, uh, I didn't prepare for this part. I didn't know. This is a little bit deeper than I know history-wise. And then they stop, which is really funny. They stop, and then here come the Normans, which... 
Who are technically kind of Vikings too, honestly. Right, exactly. Yeah, but if they're you're going to do, do William, that's Rolo's descendant. Right, so I, that's to, where the to, years go. Uh, this is why the years are messed up. So messed up, right? Well, Rollo you're is. You have to grow up his son, at least his son, if if you're going to squish that together. You're going to have to grow up his son really quickly. Rollo was not contemporary with Ragnar, much no. less his brother. So that's all from the very get go. It's all kind of funky. Well, stuff. I mean, like again, that first battle that they show is nine hundred years later than when <laughs> Ragnar is supposed to be around. So yep. nine hundred years later, but fifty years earlier than that. But yes, exactly. Give or take a millennium, it's all good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> that's the other thing about you know, you're talking about Viking traditions, though, is that. Without that written history, we don't really know. We have it from we have it from Christian scholars who went, oh, they blew up our town and then they went and killed everybody here. I mean, it really is a report of defeat. It's not like we ever stopped them. There's no like, and we stopped them. No, they just stopped coming. That's the mystery behind it. Is why the Vikings stopped. There was nothing. There was nothing there to slow them down because they were winning and winning. winning. Couldn't win the Super Bowl. No, it's just they, they were the Falcons in the third quarter. Um, I know. Hashtag still think. <laughs> Too soon. How about the audience? Did, is there anything that you would like us to talk about that we haven't discussed yet? Is the- Earlier, you guys mentioned the Varangians, and you talked about you know uh, Romo's line of you know, giving way to William the Conqueror. What about you know possibility of introducing like Harold Vadrata? You know, uh, you know, of Norway, who does become Brainian, who does raid throughout the Mediterranean, and then comes back, and it could bring in the Battle of Hastings because you have him. That would be cool. You know, it would be a good way to handle it. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's still stuff they can use. It's just a question of how much they want to compress into basically one or two lifetimes. You know, because this is stuff that happened over centuries. And yeah, it's like all happened I mean, in like a week. If we come back and Rollo has an Asian day, we're, we're not doing Hastings. Yeah. I mean, that's not happening. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. But I guess the problem I have is it's on the History Channel for crying out loud. If it was on Showtime <laughs> yes. or something, I wouldn't be as wouldn't be as. Ar- well, it's kind of like with the tutor. Yes, I mean, but this, this is the history. Yeah, channel. I was gonna say uh, I don't know what History <laughs> Channel you're watching. Yeah, <laughs> not really. But I'm just okay. waiting for that aliens it's guy. Oh, that's true. Also, the Hitler Channel sometimes. Yeah. World War Two one hundred and one. So yeah. 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 Uh, I, well, I think I think they've already also. And this might be wishful thinking, but I think they've already also foreshadowed some of the battles with Lagatha and, and her, her team getting stuck in the mud, which I was, I was looking at that going, I've seen this battle before. They all die from archers. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it, it still might be wishful thinking, but it might also be foreshadowing. Yeah, so, it could be. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's going to be interesting what they do with her, with her character, because the, the sons are out there exploring, conquering, doing these mm-hmm. things. She's, is she going to be holding on the fort? Is Harold coming in to become the king of Norway? Yeah. I mean, and what? And then what is Rollo and the family doing <laughs> down there? Because the, the Franks don't sit still during this time period. They're, yeah. they're expansionistic as well. Yeah. How worried should Lagatha be in the show about Ivar's constantly threatening to kill her? Worried. Very. <laughs> he hasn't she not delivered on that promise worried. yet. I mean, honestly, I think she should also expect it. She was the one who yeah, killed yeah. Oslog because of, of past insults, so she should therefore, in turn, expect to be course, killed. Yeah. So if she, does, if she isn't expecting it, she's an idiot. I mean, all we know, like, the seer said, you know, that she's going to be killed by one of Ragnar's sons. Um, obviously, the, mo- like, the most obvious candidate is, of course, Ivar, but I wonder if the show isn't going to... Like twist that a little bit, like that would. I think that would be cool. Like it's super, yeah. Like it's super obvious that that you know Ivar is the most likely candidate. But if some, if it's one of the other ones, you know, Oba or or yeah. Well, in the middle child, who's Fitzer? Like I don't even. He's he's such an odd character. He exists. He's just there. You have Bjorn. 
He's important, and then you have, you know, and then you have him. He's typical <laughs> yeah. middle child syndrome. Though. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> middle oldest, though, because, I mean, he's the oldest of her children. And then, uh, yeah. What was that? Elba Fitzark. Sigurd, Sigurd. I yeah. yeah, but you only know, right, funny about the, the boys the though. Wife Uber doesn't really belong there either. So <laughs> yeah, this season. Yeah. What always struck me funny about the boys when all of them were together is that they look like a heavy metal band from the eighties. Yeah, they some guitars. What's wrong with that? Sigurd, Sigurd especially, yes. his hair has bothered me. No, like, I, I looks like the, the the new wave goth of the early two yeah. thousands. <laughs> Norway, and they're all about their heavy metal. Yeah. You understand why? I mean, blood, death, pain. Hey. And cold. Sorry. But I. Yeah, we're running short on time, but if anybody has. What does that do for Bjorn? Because you kind of wonder if he wouldn't come back for. Bjorn can't come back and kill him because, I mean, you're talking about historical inaccuracy. Wow. Oh, yeah, obviously it wouldn't. Maybe runs him out of there, though. I mean, because Ivar really doesn't come back. He really stays. There, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, he stays in Great Britain, so. Uh, Well, I wonder if Bjorn wouldn't accept it though, because he seems like he seems like the kind of personality who would say, you know, I'm I'm angry with you, but she did kill your. Yeah, I I I agree. I understand this blood debt. He's a mama's boy. Yeah, yeah. I hate to use that term, but he's he was so mad at Ragnar for the longest time over just that over the divorce, even though it really was culturally fine what happened. And the grudge he held was so long. I mean, look how long it took him and Ragnar really to get that coming back together. Well, Ragnar himself even gave him a mixed message. You know, when yeah. when they first return, and he immediately imprisons Floki, and he's like, "Okay, so you tied my hands here. I I had the choice, and that was great. But so you kind of get that mixed message of yes, there's the honorable thing, but then do you necessarily have to take that route? Uh, I don't know. Well, he, well, so. We've been approaching this from a historical angle. Maybe we need to approach this from a mythological angle. We've already had we've, we've had Ragnar as the Odin figure. We've had Floki in, in Floki in the cave with the wife yeah. in the bowl you and the dripping. And and, and yes, over the thank you. Again. There's an anvil you've dropped. I, I see this. So <laughs> if we're approaching this from a mythological angle, who are the other who are the other sons? What are their roles? What do we think is eventually... Is this all going to end in Ragnarok? Yeah. Actually, I think that's where it's heading, is that self an implosion. Because mm. that's the only thing that does slow the Vikings down, is that they can't hold themselves together in, until Harald comes along and forges Norway. So, well, the flash just died. Ragnarok! <laughs> yeah, see, it's Ragnarok. It was a sign. Um, yeah, it was a sign. So, so when that happens, Bjorn's ready, Bjorn is in an arena ready to fight, and the Hulk comes out, and he says, it's a friend from work. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No. No. Is it good? It's hilarious. What was this again? Norseman. Norseman. Okay. Okay. I'll try. Viking humor has to be good. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And they're very, they're pulling a lot of contemporary language and they're explaining fashion and all this stuff. It's just goofy and funny, but. Sounds good. Violent, bloody, and all this stuff. That's the best part, too. They take a lot of modern cultural aspects, kind of condense it into like one person, 
Okay. Because it's a very limited cast. Okay. Um, but it, I found it. Everybody write this down, put it in your queue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to have something to marathon about. Is that when Ragnar murdered the chick who got it? Oh yeah. You do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Stretch. I don't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was a stretch. What were we supposed to take from that for Ragnar? Like, for the entire plot, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, but I mean. I, I think the whole plot was supposed to be Ragnar is feels empty. He's looking for something to fill the void in, in him. So he's also the random finding, Asian slave. I mean, I just yeah. That was, so so he finds opium from a convenient Chinese woman. I. Uh, I, I know really? there was interactions with yeah. you know with really? the Muslim world and things are going on. There were. I mean, there were, you, you have records of that. But to randomly get the slave girl who's gonna hook you on opium of all things, it's just seemed a stretch. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. entire relationship was just a metaphor for his trying to escape who he was and his life yeah. in general. Yeah. And then he kills her because he knows he can't escape. He but can't then he escape leaves. I mean, he he does yeah. escape. I mean, he he goes no, away. He never really escaped. <laughs> Ragnar, he leaves for years, but he comes back. He doesn't have to come back. He but he doesn't really come back as himself, does he? I mean, I don't feel like he's king when he comes back. Right. Like, no, he's, he's not. He has to pay for all of his. He comes back and pays all it, the things that he did. I think he comes back just to die. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was like a death walk for me because it's like yeah. I'm coming here to tell you I'm going to England to get killed. <laughs> and he wants yeah. to take What's them out with it. Yeah, by the way, it was a suicide mission. It was a suicide mission, but he did it. How, how do you inspire three brothers or four brothers? Excuse me, then soon to be three, to work together, you kill their dad. <laughs> you kill. You them. take the most emotionally vulnerable one uh -huh. over to yes. your death site, and yes. that make him feel I don't know guilty for not stopping you or or whatever, and, and you use him to drive the others. And again, I think uh, yeah, if we take anything from this, it's what does Judith do now? What is that child? Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Who's the the character that they show at the end? And wow, I mean, we, I really, it's either gonna be a great season or a jumbled mess. I don't think there's any room for mediocre here. There can't be a lot left to it either. No, I, two more him, seasons? Can yeah. you kill him in a manner that's terrifying to both pagans and Christians? Yeah, mm -hmm. the death, the snakes? Yeah, just yeah. the, the Doesn't have to be snakes? Can you fill in there and that's the first thing? I thought you were doing Indiana Jones, really? Really? It's always gonna be snakes. I thought they were gonna fake yeah. it out. I really thought that somehow he was gonna survive that, the way they pulled well, it out. I did too. Because it, it looked too cheesy. It's like, well, like, and again, going back, you know, to the, the science piece, a lot of the snakes were not not venomous. Yes. Yeah, but you don't want to stick your actor in it. I get it, so I was like, yeah. he, he might get an infection, but he's going to have an eye rash. It's not going to hurt you that much, you know. But, 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 snakes. but I understand for the sake of props. That yeah, yeah. But, um, he's also, I mean, you know, geographically, you know, not that many. Yeah. In, more, in those times, snakes hanging out. Yeah, yeah, as we'll say. The venomous snake closest in proximity to And they would have to travel again. Yes. Well, King Ayla had been holding on to those snakes for like a really long time. So, like, because there was there was a thing in season one or whatever where they, you know, I think, I mean, they talk about the snake thing, and I, I can't even remember if they say it in the show or if my. My roommate and I were just joking about it, but it was like, how much money did this dude spend getting all these snakes from wherever he got them from? It shows his motive was all about personal gratification. He could have shared that execution with the entire population that he covered up. No, but he kept just to himself in the woods, and so I was like, well, he kind of got what he deserved. Himself and Eckbert, who rode in, rode in in his hood to watch. Come on, revenge plot and. It just took forever. I mean, that was something. Like, okay, season one, 
Yeah, but that's one of the themes well, of the show is re- revenge. Show, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's a vibe. And on that note, we're done. <laughs> so next year, revenge plots. <laughs> Ivar. Ivar. And Ivar. Uh, yeah. And how many more blood eagles do we get? Oh, We've had two already. Yeah. Well, three would make the magic numbers. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think. Thank you for listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out my website, ageeksaga.com, or consider supporting me on Patreon at patreon.com backslash ageeksaga.